Hello, hello, hello. I am your Leslie Margarita, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. I got the goosebumps. (laughs) Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most, is Munoz. And how y'all doing? Yes, we are plowing through May and right into pride like a vicious top. Honey, taking no name. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pride, have you all gotten into the In Your Mouth Pride merch? If you haven't seen it, listen, my good gal pal and I have spent a lot, a lot of time and effort designing these things out. Shout out to you, Justin Quackenbush. Yes, his last name really is Quackenbush. Without him, I will be, I would be nothing uh, when it comes to the merch because uh, he put a lot, a lot, a lot of man hours into it. And if you haven't seen it and you're just tuning in and you're just hearing about it, I have just come out with an entire line of Pride merch in which if you go out and you buy anything off my Pride merch, all 100% of the proceeds after I, after I obviously pay for the shirt itself um, will go to the Ali Fournay Center here in New York City, which is an organization that helps LGBTQ youth, homeless youth. And as I say all the time, a large percent of the homeless youth in America are LGBTQ youth. And so the Ali Fournay Center helps them through all walks of life and to get back on their feet and make sure they have roofs over their head. So that's happening May. That's happening if you buy a Pride merch in June. And you know what? That's going to happen if you buy Pride merch in July. And then I'm going to send one hopefully very large check to the Alley Fournay Center. And I'm really, really excited that I can, you know, do do this this season and give back to the community that has that has welcomed me so much, the LGBTQ community. Other than that, it's gorgeous here in New York City, and I am ready for vacay. I will be in Mexico next week, but you will still get an episode, because what a bitch don't slack here on In Your Mouth. So I'm going to quit my rambling 
and introduce today's guest because I'm really excited for today's guest because she's unique, she's a star, she's an icon, and she is the moment. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, Oscar Quintero, also known as Ms. K. Sadia. Hola! Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, fantastic. Hi and welcome. Sorry, it was a long intro today, but I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to get money for the children's. I hear it's all about the kids, the children's. Ryan, I believe the the children are what? The future. Right. So treat them well and let them lead their ways. That's it. That's it. But that's all you can sing because we don't. Got I the know. Rights. I don't want to charge you. I'm trying what? to send the money to charity, not to, not to the to the Whitney Houston Foundation. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, first and foremost, Oscar, I need to thank you for giving me of your very busy schedule today and coming to Kiki with me and talk talk about all sorts of. Really fabulous things today. I am super excited. But before we get anywhere, I need to do what I do. And in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Cheese Souffle Day. Wow. Cheese souffle. Well, that makes sense. I'm a quesadilla. It's all about the cheese. (laughs) It is all about the cheese. I have never had a cheese souffle. I don't think I've ever had a souffle, period. I've had a souffle, but I mean, I, I can't remember if I was like blown away or anything like that. It was oh, good. Oh my God. Another great drag name. Souffle <laughs> blown away. Hey, hey. <laughs> Want to know my favorite drag name? Yo, what is it? Chlamydia Burns. Uh, well, <laughs> I've cycled through a, through a few. My favorite being Latrina Bidet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite is an uh, Irish drag queen named Patio Furniture. Patio Furniture, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have moved far, far away from this souffle. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to get a, a, a souffle these days. Uh, I wonder if souffle will be the... You know how there are food trends every year? Mm-hmm. Maybe the souffle will make a comeback this year. Since we're still pretty early on. We're not six months in just yet. Well, souffles aren't easy to make, so I'm... I'm I would. I'm. I'm not surprised that it's not a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Because isn't it like the perfect temperature? You can't make any sound. Isn't yeah, that like a and, souffle? And it has to be like the oven has to be sealed in a certain way, and there has to be yeah. a certain amount of moisture. Who's got time for that? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> well, you're in luck because it's a double day today, and I don't even make these things up. It's also I love Reese's Day. And I do. I love Reese's. I love a chocolate peanut butter moment. Yeah. Thank you. you know? Phone homie tea. Yes, Reese's, not a sponsor. But it <laughs> should be. But should be. I mean, uh, and we'll get to the sponsorship of it all today. But... <laughs> Are you a big candy person? Mm, I have my moments, but when I do eat candy, it's usually Reese's. Like Reese's peanut butter cups, Reese's pieces. I, I love anything yeah, with peanut the butter. The pieces. You know what? I have not had a piece of Reese's in a hot second. And they're delicious. You know why I love Easter? 
because they come out with those carrot ones where they're all orange and it looks like a little carriage package. Oh like yeah, and so what do you what do you do? You just you just snip the tip, you circumcise yeah, and it, and, just, and does. Or oh, 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 oh. even from the bottom, of, eh, yeah, all of that. <laughs> I always get my son a few for Easter in his Easter basket. Oh, doesn't the Easter bunny do that? I mean, yes, the Easter bunny. I hope yes. you didn't hear me. <laughs> Well, the Easter Bunny is alive and well, as is National Souffle Day and National I Love Reese's Day. And no matter what you celebrate out there today, we celebrate you. And moving right along to this day in gay history, Oscar, did you know that in 1921, and I thought this was very appropriate for some reason, Patrick Dennis, author of Auntie Mame, is born. Oh, wow. Right? I did not very, know that. <laughs> very drag queen appropriate, though. <laughs> Auntie oh, May. Oh, wow. The holy. <laughs> Por favor, ponel. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's hysterical. No, I did not know that. Wow. Well, yeah, you know what? Um, this day in gay history runs the gamut, as you can imagine. And <laughs> I do it because our history has not, is, you know, is long, but is not written. And so to keep it alive and to keep the kids, you know, keep it fresh in our minds and keep it fresh in the kids' minds, we have to, we have to keep it going. And, you know, oh, yeah. all, these, all these little tidbits from, from the AIDS crisis to the author of Pat- Patrick Dennis, the author of Auntie Mame. You know, it's all important and it's all part of our history, including celebrating and honoring our, U- our Ukrainian brothers, sisters, and everyone else out there fighting for their lives and their homes. We stand with you. We oh, yeah. are with you. We send you our love today. For sure. And always. But I want to get to the getting on Oscar. And folks, in your mouth listeners, if you didn't know, and you probably already do, because I've already talked about Miss Kay Sadia on this podcast before. Quesadilla is the woe man behind Taco Bell's new drag brunch tour, benefiting the It Gets Better project while also educating its consumers about LGBTQ plus issues. Oscar Quintero, also known as Quesadilla, was born in Hacienda Heights, California, and first got the acting bug when he played the lead in his sixth grade Christmas play, a uh, Christmas fever, yes. Quesadilla came to life when Oscar competed in the drag pageant Quest for the Crown, where Kay was named the first runner-up and perhaps was robbed? Was robbed. <laughs> it was a spoof of the Miss Universe pageant and a benefit for Aid for Aid. The week after the pageant, Quesadilla graced the drag the drag strip 66 stage and what she was off and running having performed in clubs and made a few films Kay moved her focus to making people's lives easier with the use of plastic <laughs> tupperware that is i can't believe it tupperware i'm so excited in your mouth she is one of the top selling tupperware divas in all of usa and canada She's available for parties, if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Kay is also one of the co-creators and stars of the long-running underground cult hit Chico's Angels. Think if Charlie's Angels and the Three Stooges had a Mexican baby, you'd have Chico's Angels. Kay was recently seen on the third episode of 
the RuPaul series, AJ and the Queen on Netflix as the Columbus Queen. Oscar is married to his husband, Darren, and they are raising their five-year-old son, DJ. And don't worry, they've already started a therapy fund for him. (laughs) (laughs) Verbatim. Usually I tweak people's uh, bios here and there, you know. (laughs) But yours was perfection and welcome. And we have a lot to unpack, right? Tupperware pun intended. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But in your mouth, listeners, if you're just joining us and you're not a longtime listener, Ms. Quesadilla here and this Taco Bell initiative um, set the internet ablaze and was a big topic on Food News Update a few weeks ago. And we couldn't stop talking about uh, just this initiative and what Taco Bell is doing. Taco Bell is not a sponsor of this podcast, but obviously is paying a little bit of quesadillas bills here. <laughs> um, and, and we're here for it, you know, especially because um, they have their Live Mas initiative, which is their internal LGBTQ organization that kind of put this forward and made this all happen. How did you get involved? Well, um, first off, thank you for having me, Michael. I'm very excited to be here. And um, so I was approached back in, I believe it was August or September. I want to say it was August uh, by an organization that is working with Taco Bell that uh, was looking for someone to help them do a, a, a pitch to their franchisees at their conference. So uh, do you know Kevin Stay? I don't. Kevin Stay was one of the... But is he uh, cute and single? Very, very, and yes. And yes, yes, and yes. I hope okay, he hears so this and I'll, 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 you, I'll, you need to I'll introduce you kids. Okay, thank you. Uh, well, Kev- you know, <laughs> I will take all the drag mothers, all the all the drag yentas I can, ah, I can find. You know, Kev- all, the, all the drag bochinche, give it to me. Kevin was uh, is a choreographer and he was working with, with this organization. He was one of the dancers in Madonna's Truth or Dare. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Anyway, when they approached him about this, he's like, oh, my God, quesadilla. That'd be the perfect uh, one to make this pitch for us. So they approached me. I met with them. They flew me out to Colorado Springs. And um, I I literally did an entire like almost a TED talk on drag culture um, for the franchise for the Taco Bell franchisees. Which was nerve-wracking because it was a lot of it was riddled with a lot of indo-indo and comedy and, and and all that good stuff. And I just thought, this is not my crowd. <laughs> but it went over really well. And then once once it was approved, they called me and said, You would you be interested in hosting uh, on our tour? And I'm like, absolutely. I'd love to be a part of this. Cause um, first off, I love Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell before they approached me, and um and I was so excited that they were reaching out and uh, embracing our community, especially the drag community. And I was um, I was thrilled and I'm honored. I'm so honored to do this and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, and I love the support. I love the support. I love what it, what it um, stands for, you know, because a lot of these brands, especially a lot of these big brands, uh, some who shall not be named, right, mm-hmm. are not on our side. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is Taco Bell putting seemingly putting their money where their mouth is, you know, mm-hmm. or their or their tacos where their mouth <laughs> is or, or however the hell you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And and really giving back to the community, really seemingly because I'm not on the inside, but 
doing the work from the insides and, and having their Live Moss program and then spreading it through there through you, you know? Yeah. And you've already done a show? So we opened in Las Vegas this past weekend, or two weekends ago. No, yeah. Uh, May 1st. It was May okay. 1st. And it was so, we rehearsed um, all day Saturday. I had been rehearsing here with with uh, the Shepherd uh, Company, who is the one that is organizing this. And uh, I got to work with Coco Montrese from RuPaul's Drag Race and two other local queens, Anitra and uh, Miraja Muro. And I just had such a blast with them. Um, we did a whole choreographed number at the end. They did one in the opening. And and then I, I hosted. I literally just hosted and was the in-between and introducing the acts. And it was so much fun. And it was so much fun also because I hadn't been in... I stopped performing in clubs years ago uh, just because I, I started finding kind of my niche in... in, in in uh, like musical theater and comedy, and um, so I, I kind of went away from that um, from that environment. But it was so much fun to be back and just just kind of rip and and talk with the audience and and just move the show along. It was so much fun. What's it like performing in a Taco Bell? It was different. It was different in that I guess it's not what you would expect because you're used to going to Taco Bell. Now I don't know. These are specifically performed in Taco Bell cantinas. Which talk about cantinas serve alcohol. Yes. So it's yes. a little it's bit of a of different like, environment. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that other Mexican brand that also serves alcohol, you know, and um, fast food chain. You oh, know got what it. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but like the Taco Bell cantina that you're performing in here that's literally right up the block from me nice. is, is not big. Okay, yeah. It's, it fits. It's, yeah. it's as big as this apartment, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing is this is because a lot of these weren't designed to have performance spaces. So um, they're very carpomentalized. I can never say that word. Uh-huh. And um, like even the one in Vegas, it was it was essentially two divided rooms. So we literally had to, we had to strategically figure out a way how to maneuver in and out. Like I would literally stand at the door frame and just kind of stick my head in and out. So that everybody could see me, or there were a couple angles where if I moved a certain way, everybody could see me. But, or, and then if I moved a, du- a different way, half the room couldn't see me. So it was just a matter of maneuvering our way around, and it, we made it work. And I, I'm not sure which one it is, but I know there's one Taco Bell that we'll be performing at that only essentially will seat about 40 people. Um, yeah, so these I, are going to be tight. This may be I now. Granted, I have not been in this Taco Bell cantina. Because the New York City, Times Square of it all, New York City born and raised, you know, if you don't have to go to Times Square, you do not go to Times Square. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but admittedly, like the times that I have passed it, it, it doesn't look very big. Maybe it's deceiving and it like spreads when you, when you like. Don't they have like an upstairs? uh, Maybe. They might have an upstairs, yeah. And for as much as I love a, you know, Mexican pizza. Or, or whatever from Taco Bell, you know she's she's not eating she's not eating it these days, you know, oh. that, right? The okay. gay body just the gay body dysmorphia has taken over for the summer. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It, it is a real thing. But you know what? No matter who you are out there, this is a sidebar. You are beautiful, no matter what size, mm-hmm. how you look, this and that, and the, the, it's taken me a long time to be comfortable in my own body. So, you oh. know what I mean. So um, I make sis- a lot of jokes. I make a lot of jokes, but it's all in good fun. I'm right there with you, sister. 
For sure, for sure. How exciting, how exciting for you. Let the kids know how many cities you're performing in. So as of now, it's five. We're, uh, I heard, there's rumor that they might add one more, but I haven't heard for sure. Uh, but we already did Las Vegas. Next week, I'll be in Chicago. The following week, uh, I'll be in Nashville over Memorial Day weekend. Then I'll be home for a week, and then I'm off to New York City, which I'm excited about. And in fact, I might extend that trip a little bit with my husband and son. And uh, and then we're wrapping it up in Fort Lauderdale at the end of June. I love that. Oh, those Fort Lauderdale queens. Oh yeah. my God! All those all those big bears out there, right? <laughs> they're they're gonna eat you up, honey. They're I hope they have you. a little quesadilla. <laughs> right? They are going to eat you up. And, and so, you know, the exciting part of this is that every city were um, they've they've reached out to local queens to perform at each of them. So I'm the only consistent. I'm the only one going to all the cities. Everybody else is going to be local performers. And that's what we're so excited about. And I, and I was going to say to you earlier, because I know these, there's not a lot of seating, but I think for them, it's mostly about getting the message out and hoping that we get some press at each of these events that re- people can really see that Taco Bell is embracing our community and, and the It Gets Better initiative. So, um, yeah, so absolutely. yeah, there's, absolutely. there's, there's you know, a lot, there's a lot to not, go with this. It's and, not the size of the party. It's, it's how how far the party extends, you know. <laughs> Thank you. It's not how many tacos are in the box. It's how many uh, you eat. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, talk to me quickly about growing up. Growing up and and the kitchen. What was the food like growing up? Mexican food, always, always, always. Rice and beans at every meal and tortillas. That's why I, I was always surprised when I'd go to a friend's house for dinner or something, and I'm like, where are the tortillas? <laughs> um, <laughs> now, are you are you Mexican? I am Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, Latino. Well, same thing. You guys always, uh, I, I feel like most Latin cultures have beans and rice in every meal. Yeah. And that was definitely us. But my mom, um, my mom was, uh, my mom was a great cook. She, um, and it was always tacos, rice and beans, Enchilada, she made um, chile rellenos constantly, and um, abondiga soup, and it was all made from love and, and from scratch because she, um, she that's the only way she knew how to cook. And there wow. were six of us, so she cooked dinner every night. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Do you cook? You know, I've, I've embraced cooking a lot more as I've gotten older and since I started my own family. Um, I didn't used to, but I got to say... Uh, like my sisters, both my sister or one sister particularly and my one brother, they love to cook and they were always post on social media when they're cooking something. And I was always, oh, that's cute. But I never really paid attention until it became a necessity for me because now that I have a child to feed and and uh, a family to take care of and, and to feed every night, it's um, I got tired of making the same things over and over again. Like the, the two items that I knew how to make good, like grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I started just kind of paying attention more, and then I started cooking um, a lot of the recipes my mom used to cook. And I've gotten better. I, my, I make a mean enchilada now, and I, I probably just started doing that this last year. Oh, delicious. Now I want yeah. enchiladas. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. You know, there's a lot of family talk, I'm realizing, as we as we get to know each other in your mouth listeners if you're just joining i usually don't uh talk too much to my guests right i just stalk them invite them on and we're off to the races (laughs) so (laughs) oscar and i don't really know each other but Mm -hmm. i'm noticing a a thread here of family right Mm -hmm. 
right? The Taco Bell family, right? Um, oh, yeah. Maybe it's a stretch, but maybe not, right? This family that they have now created to of LGBTQ people who work for them mm-hmm. to now extend, um, you know, education and gratitude and help outward to that community, right? So mm-hmm. family, and now you're part of that family. And now you're talking about, I've asked you about, like, your family and growing up and, and cooking. And now you've started your own own traditions of cooking through your family. Talk to me about um, what it was like coming out. Right, we're on the uh, heels of we're on the heels of pride, and so our oh, yeah. stories matter, you know. And 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 it's really important, especially as especially as young Latino people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was challenging. I I grew up in uh, Hacienda Heights. is is very much. A, it's not even a. Uh, it's not even an incorporated city. It's just a suburb of. Uh, of a, of a bigger area. And it's in the San Gabriel Valley, which is about 20 something miles outside of downtown LA. And, um, but it was, it was suburb USA. And, um, for me personally, just because I had such a tumultuous time realizing and coming to terms with who I was, I just, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Um, which is funny now because as you start to embrace your, your identity and your, and for me, as I started embracing my identity in my life, Looking back, um, that was all coming from fear of the fact that I wanted to leave there because now, I, I mean, I live in a suburb now and I love it. I, I do drop-offs for my son's preschool. So um, so for me, um, the challenge was, first off, growing up in that very traditional family, uh, a, a typical machismo father and, you know, uh, a homemaker mom. And we grew up in the church so they were uh they were taught one thing they were taught to believe one thing so i started catching on very early that it wasn't safe to say out loud that that i was having these feelings that i was having crushes on my on my male friends and um so i just knew that i had to keep that kind of hidden and, and shoved down but um you know, and unfortunately, I should say, and I know everybody's story is different. I, I fell into drugs and alcohol, and I, um, in in my efforts to keep my secret, I guess um, the secret became too big for me to handle. So I needed something to numb my myself. And um, you know, luckily for me, I I got clean and sober pretty quickly uh, in my early twenties, and it literally. The thing, the first thing that I that came to my mind is I knew I had to come clean about being gay because I. I knew it would keep me from staying sober if I didn't. So I embraced uh, my sexuality at that very point. I told my family nine months later, and then I came out to the rest of my family and friends, and literally my life just began to flourish after that point. I met Quesadilla five years later, and then um, I was off and running. So that's mm-hmm. my coming out story. I told my parents in the Denny's of a parking, uh, the parking lot of a Denny's in Hacienda Heights, and... Uh, Oh my God! That's like a, that's I, like a play about to open on Broadway this summer. I came out <laughs> I told, at Denny's. <laughs> I told I told my parents at <laughs> at a Denny's in Hacienda Heights, a play <laughs> right. by Oscar Quintero. You know. <laughs> oh my God, that is true. Oh my God, I'm gonna write that. <laughs> you should. You should. You know, our stories are important. Our stories matter, and it's we never know who's listening, young or old. You yeah. know. Um, and we never know who we can affect or whose stories, uh, like, who can relate to us and take mm-hmm. that. And, and now that you're out there traveling to major cities, you know, doing something good for the It's, it's Gets Better project, obviously you're, you're, you're 
hired out to do this, but the whole mm -hmm. goal is to, you know, spread, help the word. This, spread the word and help this organization, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Your story is part of that. Exactly. And, you know, I, and it's right? part of the, I, I share this in, at the, I shared this on the first show in, uh, in Las Vegas about, um, even though I met Quesadilla uh, pretty early in my life, there was a part of me that started to realize that I was hiding. I was hiding in drag because I did not have the same confidence out of drag that I had in. And over time and over realizing my value and, and just growing up and starting to speak my fears out loud and losing the, them losing their power over me, I started to catch up somewhere along the line. And I always made the, I started making the comment that I met myself through drag. Because I literally flourished and my life, uh, I became as confident out of drag than I was in. And it just, I met my husband soon after I kind of had that realization. We got married and we started a family. And I don't think that was possible, like, you know, when I first started doing drag. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and you're a testament to it getting yeah. better, right? It gets better. To, it does. To, to bring it full circle. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, I want to thank you for sharing your story, right? Because it's important. And thank you for entrusting me with it, right? To tell to the masses here. And secondly, I think now is a great time to take a break, mm -hmm. you know? Get a, get a, take a sip of our mocktails, you know? <laughs> yes. Grab, grab a taco. Uh -huh. And we'll be right back with my favorite part and the audience's favorite part. Of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. All right, Oscar, here we go. I hope you're ready for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Update. Food News, food news honey. You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Update. Taco Bell is giving the Mexican pizza its own musical featuring Doja Cat and Dolly Parton. I've already begged them to let me be a part of it. Open the year. Because who is Dolly Parton but the OG drag queen, okay? Hello? Hello? Yes. I mean, this couldn't be more kids met when this news, when this news came up as I was searching for food news. I was like, well... Obviously, on brand, still not a sponsor, but on brand. <laughs> thank oh, you yeah. to food, you know. Thank you to Food and Wine Magazine, who's also not a sponsor, but um, but that's okay because they keep me, me and you in the know. So yes, this musical is real, uh, real, and yes, it's premiering exclusively on TikTok, and yes, apparently it's supposed to be really, really good. And little did Taco Bell uh, know, or maybe they did, that when it discontinued its Mexican pizza, it would unleash an, unfor an unforeseen groundswell of organic support 
right? Begging it to come back. I think it garnered um, like hundreds of thousands, a hundred thousand signatures on change.org, on a change.org <laughs> petition advocating to bring this Mexican pizza back. And then furthermore, Doja Cat took to Twitter saying, don't worry, if it's the last thing I do, I will help bring this Mexican pizza back. Wow. And then little by little, here we go. Now there's a full balloon musical starring Quesadilla. I and wish. Yours, <laughs> and yours truly, Michael Munoz. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Listen, I did I was on the I was pounding the pavement for almost twenty years in here in the city. I I have the resume to prove that I could be part of this musical and the TikTok. <laughs> Are you listening, Taco Bell? Put us in. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you tell us? Do you know anything? I know nothing. I knew the Mexican pizza was coming back because it was announced uh, at the conference that I was attending when I was doing the initial drag brunch pitch. Uh, so I've been excited and kind of knowing that information before. <clears throat> and then when people would find out that I was going to be doing this, like, oh, my God, tell them to bring the Mexican pizza back. Like, I go, I got no power, but it's coming <laughs> back. <laughs> but it's coming back. You know, that used to be my dinner probably almost every night when I was uh, in my early 20s. The Mexican oh pizza. Oh, to be in our early 20s again. The Mexican pizza is made up of two crispy flour shells layered with beans, pizza sauce, seasoned beef, tomatoes, and a melted three-cheese blend. Mm, it's so good. I can't you wait. Know what the, you know what my favorite thing about Taco Bell is? What is it? Is the, they have a caulking gun, or they used to. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. A caulking gun full of sour cream or crema. Yes. <laughs> And it's Mexican crema or Taco Bell crema or sour mm-hmm. crema. I don't know what the hell it is, uh, but I sure as hell know it's delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, Taco it's Bell is so always doing the most. In the best of all, they had a hotel. Yes. They, <laughs> they're throwing parties. Taco Bell has been on Food News Update quite a lot. Well, you know, since I was involved in this, I, I come to realize that there's an entire Taco Bell subculture. Yeah, and, uh, they have all sorts of merch, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if if they want to send me some, I'm a small. Um, <laughs> hear that? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I think I can I can honestly say for the both of us that we are absolutely here for a musical based on a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Plus, it's an all star cast: Doja Cat, Dolly Parton, a famous musical theater TikToker. I feel like everything I've been preparing for in my life is leading up to this moment. So yeah, I should be in yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're on the precipice of it. You know, <laughs> I gotta reach out to Taco Bell <laughs> again. Cup of Noodles just launched a ramen-inspired makeup collection. The new line is a collaboration with LA-based beauty brand Hip Dot. I thought hmm. this was very apropos because <laughs> the drag queen. The drag queen makeup, right? You see where I'm going here? And then mm-hmm. the fast food connection. This is why I chose this. <laughs> hmm. It's always amazing to me when, uh, like, a company does one thing and they spill into another category. And I'm like, hmm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. So Los Angeles-based beauty brand Hip Dot launched its Hip Dot X Cup of Noodles uh, cup noodles, excuse me, collaboration, which includes eyeshadow, lip, and cheek tint, and a special collector's box that includes both sets, along with a few limited 
extras. Look at that. It's actually really cute. The colors are very, like, Arizona meets, yeah, like Arizona Aztec, I want to say. Very Tucson, then? <laughs> very Tucson. It's, like, golds and, like, shimmery, like, red-browns and oranges okay. and, like, a light blush, you know? Hip Dot yeah. has previously launched makeup collabs with Peeps, Reese's, and Tapatio Hot Sauce, so... Cup of noodles, cup of noodles. Why do we call them cup of noodles? I never realized. <laughs> cup noodles, eye and lip shades are very on brand. The cup noodles pigment palette, starting at $26, is inspired by the intense and vibrant warm tones found in our favorite ramen noodle soup. Oh, wow. So the ramen inspired names include diced carrot, hot and spicy, ramen noodle, roasted corn, seasonings, soy sauce. Spicy chili and teriyaki. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. I haven't had those in quite some time. Again, that was like a early 20s meal. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. That was, yes. Uh, cup noodles. But maybe... Oh, because maybe Maruchan. Sorry, Nisan. Maruchan has cup of noodles and Nisan has cup noodles. Is that it? Mm. One comes... Uh, or... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just blown away that, like, I was today, I was 41 and a half years old when I realized it's not cup of noodles. I was this days old. <laughs> I was this days old. Like, right? But maybe, well, maybe. But you know what? It's, it's also one of those things, like, everybody calls Tupperware, any plastic bowl Tupperware, even though it's a plastic bowl and not necessarily Tupperware. Or exactly. though any Rubbermaid item will be called Tupperware. And I'm like, no, oh, that's Rubbermaid. I've had literally ladies bring me uh, Rubbermaid containers asking if I could replace these. I'm like, that's not Tupperware. Oh, my god. <laughs> Same thing, cup of noodles, <laughs> cup noodles. It's all the, they start to, yeah. like, blend into one another. Maybe maybe that's the trick, but I'm here, I'm here for this eye palette, this eyeshadow and lip tint. I mean, I feel like it's very on brand for, for Ms. Quesadilla, too. Oh, yeah, because who says you can look good for 99 cents? Who? Hello. <laughs> I think we're here for it. And last but not least, $50 million of cocaine has been discovered in coffee bean shipment at Nespresso Factory. Wow. That explains the coffee. <laughs> that explains the coffee. Listen, this is a food and wine article. Nespresso, I just need to, so I don't get sued or something. Nespresso has given the all clear on all the coffee. The coffee's not contaminated. Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. But could you imagine? You pop I in one of your, You pop in one of your pods and you're like, why am I really flying today? <laughs> Why am I cleaning the entire house right this minute? <laughs> <laughs> and it's only six in the morning. <laughs> it's, remember that saying? Gosh, she never asked me for a second cup. <laughs> it's like, gosh, she's asking for like 20 cups. <laughs> I know. It's so, it, it's his, I mean, uh, just what? everything that could possibly go wrong with that, right? It, it's his. And where was it coming from? Well, I'm about to tell you. Um, so it's it was found in the Swiss town of Romont, and authorities recently found about fifty million dollars worth of cocaine. Swiss police were called to the facility on Monday after workers discovered an undetermined white substance while unloading bags of freshly delivered coffee beans. Isn't that fun? Wow, <laughs> that's that's insane. Yeah, 
Wow. I mean, but it's not it's not uh, very unusual for a food news update because I have reported before of cocaine being found in frozen onion rings, cornflakes, wine, frozen fish, pumpkins, and now coffee beans. Well, did you ever see the? Sorry, did you ever see the movie or the show Narcos? Uh, I have not, but I hear it's really good. I recently like marathon watched it, and it doesn't. It makes sense because they would find very creative ways to get their drugs into the <laughs> into the oh, states. Oh yeah, avocados too. They were in mm. avocados. Mm. Yeah. I just you know up people's orifices. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I'm glad I don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm glad I don't do drugs anymore. Yeah. What? <laughs> Right? It's a lot of work to get it here, and then it's a lot of work to get and then you don't know. No. Folks, yeah. we hear it in your mouth. Don't support you doing drugs, okay? <laughs> it's too much work. It's too much maintenance. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, you know what? It's, a, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and we hear it in your mouth. Don't support it. You know what? Just, just go for a run and get, like, the runner's high or something. Thank you. <laughs> We're squat. not here for this. We're not here for this, but we are here for you maintaining your health in all the best of all possible ways. And with that, I think that's the best way to end Food News Update. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Bedtime stories for DJ later. Once in Switzerland, there was a man putting drugs up his booty. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy, what's... How does one put drugs up their booty? Oh, uh, you'll take a balloon. <laughs> My goodness. We are terrible. Just yes. <laughs> oh, God, My son's going to have a, a piñata fetish when he grows up because his mom's a big old clown. It <laughs> looks oh like a piñata. I love it. I love that. In your mouth, listeners, what you don't know is we had a we had a special appearance from DJ, and he is the cutest little boy. <laughs> so, um, congratulations, Thank right? You. On that, I want to talk about the Tupperware quick before we gotta go here, right? Because you gotta get dinner on the table, and you got you got. Mama and Papa work to do. Mm -hmm. So, right, really quick before we go, I'm really curious about how you fell into Tupperware. And is it quesadilla, like selling the Tupperware? Mm -hmm. Well, I started performing in uh, 1999. And then 2000 is kind of when I really started performing in clubs and stuff like that. I started performing with an uh, improv troupe called, a drag improv troupe called the Plush Life. It was a drag improv soap opera, and I just started learning about comedic timing, and just, I just, it was like a, it was an education, being with those queens, and how quick they were, and how fun they were, and after a couple of years, like I mentioned earlier, I just, I just wasn't enjoying being in the club scene environment, so I started looking for other avenues, and I went to a Tupper party, and the woman who did the party, her name was Frank, P-H-R-A-N-C. She was an old punk rock singer from the 80s that became a folk singer. She called herself the all-American Jewish folk singing, surfing, lesbian Tupperware lady. And um, she looked like the milkman with a flat top and a little bow tie. And she just did this funny, nostalgic uh, Tupperware party. And then my friend, who many of you might all know as Dixie Longgate, uh, was, it was her roommate's party, had invited me. And at the end of it, we both looked at each other and said, we should totally do this in drag. And we both started laughing. And he's all, I'll do it if you do it. I'm all, let's do it. We literally walked up to her and signed up with her. 
And I was a full-time seafood manager at a grocery chain here in Los Angeles for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I started doing this job. Uh, the tup- I started doing Tupperware on the weekends and started making more money than I was at my full-time job. And then over time, it just became a career. After two and a half, three years, maybe, I quit my, my grocery job. I started doing Tupperware full-time, and I just started making a six-figure career out of literally partying and celebrating plastic bowls in people's houses. And it literally changed the course of my life. It's, it's been the funnest, best thing I've ever done. I didn't even realize people still like bought Tupperware like that. It's it's a whole speaking of subcultures, it's a whole subculture. That's insane. What's the biggest like Tupperware selling thing? Well, um there's a few. There's the season serve the marinator. Um there's the uh, the all the marinator. gadgets, like the marinator. It's like you live. I always say you've marinated your chicken, beef, pork, fish, shrimp, pork, beef, chicken, beef, beef, pork, fish, or shrimp, or even tofu, and um, it's it's a sealed uh, rectangle container that you can literally flip around and just marinate instead of using disposable baggies. Yeah, so that's the thing about Tupperware is that it's a sustainable product. So another, you don't end up throwing uh, like you use a marinating bag, you throw that in the trash. Where does that? bag end up out in the landfills out in the oceans and it just doesn't it doesn't uh decompose tupperware products is designed to help you just save money because you're using you're reusing the product and that's what i love about it because um that's why we there's certain things we need baggies for but this is a no bag no plastic bag uh house for that very reason that's 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 so interesting and funny and crazy all at the same time that like Tupperware parties are just still a big thing and people are making a whole lot of money doing them and there's yeah. a there's a subculture. How fun! How fun! And I wish I had a group of gals that we could sell Tupperware to here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, when, for when you were in New York uh, doing uh, your Taco Bell tour. Oh, yeah. Oh my, oh, my goodness. How fun. I can't thank you enough for being with me here today. I know you are super busy your son, um, taking care of your son, working, all of these things. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time so you can you can go do what you need to do and play Ultimate Papa. But before <laughs> you go, give the kids all the handles, tell them where they can find you, where they can see you, all of those things. So uh, I'm on all the social media platforms. I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but it's my name. It's It's... K said the other way white people say it. So it's K Sedia. So it's K A Y S E D I A and then just had a one. But I always joke, one, the number, not Juan the person. At <laughs> a <Okay>. one. <laughs> so it's at K Sedia one. Lovely. And I will link that out in the liner notes. And you know what, folks? Google is your best friend. If you're in a town that Quesadilla is coming to to perform for Taco Bell for this drag brunch, I think you can book reservations if they're not already all sold out, which they probably are, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Try your luck on Open Table and go support our girl Quesadilla, which in turn supports the It Gets Better project, which helps LGBTQ youth. So, And that's what we're all about. And also, if anybody's interested, I do virtual Tupperware parties, uh, which I really got into during, obviously, during the shutdown. And um, it's been a great way to kind of reach different areas and people that were never able to have an in-person party. So they can reach me. They can find me on my Tupperware website, which is quesadilla.my.tupperware.com. 
great. And I will link that out, too. Listen, Please. I have a whole slew. I know a whole slew of, of you out there are buying houses after this pandemic and moved out of these cities mm-hmm. and doing all sorts of things. So if you need to zhuzh up your Tupperware cabinet, you know where to look. Ms. Quesadilla, also known as Oscar Quintero. Oscar, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I know you're super, super busy, so I really, really appreciate it. And it's been so wonderful talking to you. In your mouth, listeners, after you go show Oscar and Ms. Quesadilla all the love on the Instagrams, please go to the Munoz, that's T-H-E-M-U-N-O-Z.com forward slash mouth merch. You will see a whole slew of pride merch there. It's really cute. We put a whole lot of work into it. And anything you buy, the proceeds will go to the Ali Fournay Center here in New York. We're trying to we're trying to do this whole give back thing for Pride. And I'm I'm seeing that it's it's more than just me. I feel like everybody's in the spirit. So why not? Uh, if you got a few extra dollars to spend, um, you know, put it someplace good, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other than that, take care of yourselves. Go get some exercise and some sunshine. And as always, thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.